Welcome to Northgate's podcast. We pray that you're going to be blessed by hearing God's word. May you be filled with hope as you believe and trust in Jesus. So Lord Jesus, we pray that you'll bless your word this morning. You're so faithful and good. We're all a part of one team, your kingdom, who love and believe in you. So we do pray for the other churches in town as well, that you'd bless Asbury and Glad Tidings, Rito Christian Fellowship, Lord, Perth Community Church, all the, the churches that profess your name, God, that you would be working and blessing them. We want to see many people come to know you. But this morning, we are here for, uh, you've put us here. We've, we've heard this, we've worshiped, and now may your word speak to us for your glory, God. Yeah, it's not an accident that anyone is here. It's your sovereign will. So we pray that your word would speak and that we would have soft hearts and open ears. Holy Spirit, we pray in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So I battled the last few days. Um... In case you think I'm, I'm a lazy pastor, um, <laughs> sometimes this happens, but I have my message written out, Galatians 5, freedom in Christ, but God changed that this morning. God changed that this morning, and I believe it's for a reason, and I pray that he will speak to you. Amen. So we're going to take a little break from Galatians. And today I want to talk to you simply through some stories in my life that have happened through some scripture. And I want to ask you this question. Is God enough for you? I'm going to say that again. Is God enough for you? Maybe I'll add a little bit to that. Is knowing God enough for you? Why do I ask you that? Because sometimes we don't act like knowing God is enough. We think in getting involved in so many things or our achievements or solving problems, family, ministry, church, work, friends. Sometimes I know in my life I've acted many times that God isn't enough. But I want to tell you this morning, knowing God is enough. Just knowing him is enough for you this morning. Thursday, if you want to know my schedule, I wake up usually not in a rush. Thursdays are my day. I have a little break till 9 a.m. when I have my first meeting every Thursday. So usually that involves taking the garbage out. I don't know, it's usually Wednesday or Thursday's garbage day. I don't know in Perth, but out there in the sticks of uh, Lanark County Road 43, that's the new name, by the way, not Highway 43, Thursday is garbage day. And so usually when I get up, I do my regular routine and read through the Bible in a year with Nikki Gumbel, spend some time praying and then listening to the Lord But on this morning, on Thursday, Amy and I were 
spending some time praying together. And you can fit that in because the other days I'm usually scrambling or on my way to teach Bible or something, but not on Thursdays. And I wasn't looking forward to my meeting at 9 a.m. I don't know, you ever had meetings like that? You're like, I'd just rather not go today. And the reason for that is, yeah, probably my flesh, number one. But um, we've been getting into some deeper theology in my mentoring group, working through the covenants, which is great, but that doesn't super excite me. <laughs> uh, I need to know more theology, but I'm a type of a person who doesn't get excited about theology. Um, so I didn't necessarily have the greatest attitude, and I was praying there with Amy, and I thought to myself, I wouldn't even mind missing this meeting. Certainly, at least being late. Um, maybe we'll call it fashionably late. You know, when you do an online meeting, it's an online meeting. Just kind of zoom in. That's a little bit of a joke. But anyways, uh, or zoom out. Um, but on this day, as Amy and I were praying and talking, I just had this impulse or a little conviction from the Lord, Daniel, you need to go and you need to be on time. And those aren't bad things, right? We always want to be on time a little bit. Uh, fashionably late was out, but I remember I was like, oh, I say to Amy, I don't really want to go, but I should go. And finally, I submitted to the Holy Spirit. And as we started uh, that meeting, there was a, f- a few people online, not all of them. I think there was seven or eight pastors from from all over Canada. And we had been doing this exercise, and I had mentioned this before, that at the beginning of each me- meeting, we were praying for one another. We took one person in the group, and what we do is we'd stop and just pray for them, listen to the Lord, and if God would give us any word of encouragement, we would share it with that individual. So take five or ten minutes. But I knew in my head we had come to the bottom of the list and we were going to jump right into covenant theology. But to my surprise as I came on, the leader of my group says, we're going to start again. And the first person that we prayed for was Daniel. So we're going to pray for Daniel again this morning. And so they asked the standard question, how can we pray for you? Well, I said, well, someone must have been praying for me to be at this meeting. So no, I didn't say that. I told them a little bit about my last month because I didn't really share before how I'd been just had a few little physical struggles, but I was feeling better. But I really don't enjoy the medication I'm on. So I've had people say, you always look tired. I don't know, maybe it's my darker skin or the bags under my eye. I'm not always tired, by the way, but everyone says I look tired, so don't ask me that, okay? So um, I said, but this darn medication, like on this blood thinner stuff, they, oh, they say, no side effects. It's just made me a little tired. And, you know, of course, you look up online, don't ever do that, um, which says, yeah, you'll have fatigue. I just don't have the regular jump, you know. Not that I actually ever had a lot of jump, but so now I'm not even hopping. Um, maybe a little skip. And so they asked me that. I said, yeah, a little tired from the medication. And, and I said, but I don't even really want 
I don't care about you praying for me. I want you to pray for my sister, right? She has cancer. And so um, they begin praying, and they stop, and they listen. And then some guys jump in, and then they, then they listen. And then they start giving me um, these words of encouragement. And as I look back at them, all of them had scripture. So I'd say scripture and then say a word of encouragement. But halfway through what they were saying, and I know this was probably uh, a little bit of my flesh, everything seemed to have to do with endurance and being tired. And I was like, guys, at the end they said, well, how, like, what is God showing you through how we prayed for you? And I'm like, absolutely nothing. I know I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, I don't know if you guys heard from God or you're trying to be emotionally intelligent to what you think's going on with me. Don't ever say that, by the way. Uh, but your pastor did. That, um, and they're like, oh, thanks for your honesty. Um, yeah, I don't know why I say some things. But I did say at the end of that, I wasn't going to come. And I know there's something in what you shared with me that I needed to hear. And I need to get over my flesh and thinking I'm tired, right? And thinking you think I'm tired when I don't think I'm tired. And what happened then after the meeting, I sat down with my Bible and I started to go through the scriptures. Hosea chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 12, John 10.10, 10, Joshua 1.9, Psalm 121, John 14.27. I read them. I thought about them. I asked God, what do you want me to know? You've put me there. You wanted to speak to me. Hosea 6, verse 2 and 4 says this, In a short time He will restore us so that we may live in His presence. Oh, that we may live in His presence. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know Him. He will respond to us surely as the arrival of dawn or the coming of the early spring rains. I don't know, but on Thursday, maybe you were tired of the early spring rains as I was. Then not only did they came, they stayed. But as I thought about that, in this Hosea, and that's written to Israel in a different time, but taking the idea and the application to me personally, what is it that God wants to do? I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where there's a lot going on. That anybody else? Family? You got family? You got a spouse? You got children? You got uncles, aunts? You got those? 
I'll tell you something. There's usually not a day where I don't think about my family. But I pray for my family. Each one. And to be honest, sometimes it weighs on me. Because when you love people, you should be a little burdened. Amen? If you have no burden for your family, you need to go back to the drawing board. Something's not right. Right? And you say, well, my immediate family's okay. Okay. Extend it out. <laughs> but there's a difference between having a burden in praying and living in worry. Is that a good way to put it? And I don't want to live in worry, but on top of my family, there's all of you. Yes. <laughs> I know all of your names. Visitor Silver Lake will put you aside. With the rest of you, yeah, I'll be honest. I can't say there's no one. I can't say I pray for all of you. Not on a daily basis, but I'm telling you, this leadership prayer card things, you're all getting it. Because I've actually, I think we're almost through each leader getting everyone. But something I've started to do is I don't forget about my last lot that last month. I just keep rolling. So the list is growing. And that's not saying you're getting extensive, large prayers, but you are getting, uh, hey, I'm lifting up Martin. Bam! Bob! Okay, he's good. Debbie! No. But sometimes when stuff happens, like a family, Come on. You're burdened. And sometimes when you know people are struggling, and I will say this, in sin, the burden grows. I love my job. I really do. But sometimes there's burdens. Sometimes it's life. It's sometimes decisions I make, you make, my family makes, and they are hard to see people hurt themselves in sin. It's hard to see people when they can be walking and overloading or a burden. And you want to walk with them, right? And and I walk with prayer. But sometimes there's that fine line of being burdened and being worried. There's taking it to the Lord and there's letting it affect you. Church, family. So as much as I wanted to tell those gentlemen on that meeting, that prayer time, I'm not tired. Maybe there's days I am tired. But that's not God's intention for me or for you. Hello. God wants us to be burdened and cast our cares upon him, but he doesn't want us to live tired. As I was thinking about that, and specifically, I'll be honest, worry or fear, 
which is something God's helping me to conquer, of people, what their decisions are doing, how do I help people to change? How do I help the people I love change? Come on, am I alone or... (laughs) Are you with me? Am I the only one who thinks like this? Not that I want to fix things, but how do we help people change? And you know what? This passage that was given to me in Hosea 6 is crucial for you and for me this morning. Do you know what? That God will surely respond to us as much as we can be sure of the dawn each and every morning. We know that God will hear us. And as much as we know and believe it will rain, God will respond to me and to you. Do you know that? That is the truth. What is my role? I cannot make that happen. And either can you. You cannot change anyone. You cannot change your children. You cannot change your spouse. You cannot change your co-workers. You cannot change anything. But God can. And he says, he will respond. As sure as that dawn is going to come. And what is my role? And I want to tell you, this what spoke to me so clearly. And in all of these passages, it was the same thing. And God told me, and it encouraged me, and He's having it this morning for you. It is this. Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know Him. In a short time, He's going to restore things. Oh, that we would live in His presence. The direction is clear. That yes, I take those burdens. Yes, I take those needs to the Lord. But my job is simply to press in and to know Him. Is God enough for you? Or do you need to see change? Is that what's enough for you? To see change? To fit God in your little box to get what you want? Is that what you need to say, oh, I believe in Him, or He's real, or I'm going to walk with Him? Is that what you need this morning? No, no, no. Then He will never be enough for you. You say, if if you're struggling in sin, and only if God will show up, and if only God will help me, and if only God will, and if only God will, I will. And if that's the equation, if He does this, I'll do that. Nonsense. He has done that. And He invites me and you into His presence to know Him. And as we know Him, 
Oh man, he will respond because that is who he is. And we have it backwards. Okay, remember this is all for me. I have it backwards. Sometimes when the pressure and the no rest because it's turned to me and not simply knowing him. How do you press in to know him? Did you just abide? It's not what you do. It's simply trusting in faith and believing. And God, I want to be in your presence through your word. And he works. Hebrews 12 And I'm not going to get into this, but you probably know it well. It's all about endurance. Running the race with endurance. Oh, here's Mr. I'm never tired, but really is tired because he's taking too much of the burdens. And you hear something about endurance. I got endurance. I can do it. But once again, it's all about me. And yet in Hebrews 12.1, yeah, running your race and have endurance and let go of the weight and sin which so easily entangles. And it wasn't so much, might be sin or, uh, yeah, I do have lots of sin. I'm imperfect fear and sometimes judgment. But it's that weight thing that got me. It's like, let go of the weights and the sin. What weight are you carrying that you shouldn't be carrying this morning because that is what is stopping you from being able to go with endurance because you're carrying too much. That fine line, you give it to Him. And I'll even say that with sin. If you're carrying your sin and fighting your sin, you will lose every single time. It's walking in the Spirit, which is the message two weeks from now, that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit is being in His presence, knowing Him, and then you have the ability and the power, His power, the resurrection to walk in victory. It's knowing Him. Have you ever heard that? I want to know the power of what? That's it. That's it. But what are you carrying? Is knowing God enough for you? And I have no problem with intellectual study and understanding. But if you don't have the power to know who God is here, not here, you will not win. I don't care how much you study. We have a relationship. And if I know Amy or know about Amy, but I don't really know her, there's a big difference. And God is inviting us into this deeper place. He will respond. Don't worry about that. You're tired. Or you will be, because it's human flesh. 
And some seasons are harder than others. But if we can endure, lay aside the weight and the burdens. And what does it say in Hebrews 12? Looking unto Jesus. Do you see? Again, in His presence, looking unto Jesus. That God, you are my, you are my sustenance. You are everything just to know you. Who you are, your power, your suffering. Who you are this morning. And as I know him, by the way, John 10, I hear his voice and I follow him. Oh, do you think God had a little accident, me being in that meeting? Or are you starting to sense how the scriptures work together? No, 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 no. To be in your presence. To let go of the weight. To endure. To set my eyes on Christ. That I may hear His voice and follow Him. Joshua 1.9 Don't be afraid or discouraged. And before that, just... Don't turn left or right. Meditate on the Word of God day and night. Be strong and courageous. No matter your situation, because my strength comes from Him. Well, that fit beautifully into to the next word, which I failed to mention, but it says this. This person says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I wanted to correct her on the theological meaning of that verse, but I withheld in the meeting. Because she was, I thought, talking about my joy. Maybe not. But I want to tell you, as I look at Jesus and I'm in his presence, the truth is the joy of the Lord is my strength. And here's the crazy thing. His joy is in me. That's what brought him to the cross. That's what brought him. His joy to obey the Father and his joy in who he created in me allowed him to sacrifice and his love and his joy for me. What do you think makes me strong when I'm tired? When I look at him and I know him and I'm his child and he loves me and I sense that joy just because that's his character in me. And boy, maybe in a human terms you've experienced this, but when someone loves you and is happy to see you, and there's joy all over their face just to be in your presence. Let me ask you, how does that make you feel? You want to go back to their house? Yeah, I hated that feeling. Like they were so happy to see me. Like I was like really important to them. Like there was joy on their face. I go to my other friends, they're happy, but they're all about themselves. Yeah, every human being is all about themselves. But when we go to the Father, He is not. His love and His joy just to be with us is there. And that's why He says, come press in to be with me. 
into my presence. I want you to know me. I want you to be with me. I want you to be changed by me. And it's not you doing, it's you being in my presence. And you'll hear my voice. And you will conquer sin. And you will cast those burdens upon me and release them and be charged up for my glory. Amen. So true. Every verse. Peace I leave with you. John 14, 27. You know why we're tired sometimes? It has nothing to do with physical medication. It has to do with the fact that our minds move a million miles an hour. I used to say to Amy, she's like, I'm not thinking anything. I'm like, liar. Our minds move so quickly and sometimes we have no peace in our mind because we're solving everyone else's problems or our own or we're living in worry and anxiety. But Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives like the situation's going to work out or you're going to have to be satisfied in some way. Nah, I don't give it to you like that. Let your heart not be troubled nor afraid. And Jesus, this morning, as we close, is just saying, I want you to leave that place with my peace. What did you come in with? What did you come in with? Don't leave with it. Family, kids, spouse, friends, work. What did you come in with? You think you're going to find in <laughs> any other way other than Jesus to get rid of that? No. It's only Him and His peace. And He's inviting you and me into His presence to sense his love, his faithfulness, his righteousness, his joy, his love. Because when we're with him, that's his glory, that's his character. And he wants that for you and for me. What did you come in with? Give it to him. And you know, Years ago, I went to a prayer retreat, and I haven't talked about how Doug's spoken in my life, but that wasn't the only word. I remember eating dinner with the fella, and I was talking about the church and my family. And I'm like, what are we going to do? You're more experienced than me. What do you think I should do? The whole retreat was a listening retreat, how God should direct us, and I want answers. I just want to know what God says. And he looked at me. Over dinner, I remember where we were sitting and said, Is God enough for you? Is knowing Him enough for you today? It is. Because <laughs> there is nothing better than being in His presence. 
You know, this is like, I, story after story, two years ago, I pulled up this prophecy this lady had for me. I've got your kids. I've got the church. Come to me, Daniel. Just got a hard head. But I'm not the only one. Come to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden, with sin that you don't have victory over, with other people who have sin they don't have victory over, of things you don't have the solution for, of, of situations that seem a mess, of disease, of sickness. He says, come to me. we can do that right now. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, your promises are amazing. We don't have to worry about the answers because you promise that you will answer. You will restore, God. As sure as the dawn will come tomorrow morning, as sure as the rain will come to water the field, you are faithful. And it is not our battle or our journey to figure out how or to fix the problem of ourselves or others. Our job is to come to you, to press in to know you. This morning, in silence, no talking, In your heart, give him what is weighing you down. In your mind, your heart, go into that place. In your mind where you are thinking about Jesus. Ask Him to reveal His character to you this morning. Not what you think, what His character is according to the Scripture. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just have a sense there's someone in this room and take a step of faith that God is calling back to a right relationship with Him. You believe, but the unbelief has maybe had more influence than the belief. And you've seen God as something other than He is. And he's calling you in love back to himself where you are safe and where you are free.
In your heart, would you answer that? Let Him clothe you with His love, His forgiveness, and His grace. There is nothing in this world, no social media, no phone, no newspaper, no movie, no political agenda will satisfy you. But Jesus wants to meet you with a loving embrace this morning. He wants to be with you. He's knocking. Open the door. Praise God. I'm going to take communion. The elements are in the back. Martine's going to sing. We're going to celebrate being God's presence. It's not time to think service is over. This is actually the most important time where we get to look at Jesus and His work on the cross and that He loves you and that He's forgiven you and you can confess and you can receive that grace in this moment and you can know that He's washed you white as snow as you put your faith and trust and be reminded of His great work. The elements are in the back. Quietly, respectfully, you can retrieve them, return to your seat and if you need prayer, Bob, Myself, Kevin, will be in the back. Anything, we'd love to pray for you. When everyone's received, forgotten the elements, we will take them together, celebrating Jesus. Thank you for joining us for this message this morning. If you'd like more information about Northgate, you can find us on the internet at northgateministry.com. We'd love to hear from you and have a great week.